Hey guys, small update. Last week we had an audio error that's completely on me. It looks like when I was exporting my own audio file, all the filters disappeared. The audio was just terrible, but an update to that is that I fixed it, re-released it. So if you could not bear to get through that episode, which I totally understand because I couldn't get through it, that means you can go delete it off of wherever you downloaded it. Look again in the description. If it talks about an update, then you know you that's the new file and you can listen to it now safely and not have your ears bleed. So uh, if you want to do that anyway, it's old news. I get that. Maybe you don't want to do it, but I just want to let you know uh, that that is fixed and I apologize for that. Thank you. Today on episode 82 of the Home of Play podcast, Sony files a new patent that can expand its streaming service. Sony gives the green light to revive the Twisted Metal series, and the previous director, David Jaffe, is not pleased to say the least. And we finally get confirmation of Sony's acquisition of Bluepoint Games, and hey, they're also working on a brand new original title. All that and more. Woo, there's a lot of news to get to. Let's do this. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 82 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday, the two best friends join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steven. With me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. This allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free for you to enjoy at your leisure. We only ask that you help support the show by telling your friends, family, and the spirits about the podcast, and they can find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing, it's all because of your lovely gaming homies helping to spread the cost through the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints, please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com, and then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss if anybody really wants a multiplayer horizon. On today's episode, we have four news articles to discuss, but first, as always, we have to begin with what we've been doing this last week. Why did I say have to? I don't know. Maybe there's a gun somewhere here. Maybe it's pointing at me. (laughs) Chris, what have you been up to all week? Uh, Not a hell of a lot. Um, Kina, Kenna, whatever. I played the game and I still don't remember. Bridge of Spirits. I have defeated it and beat it. Uh, really good game overall for what it was. Like, it's not a AAA by any means, but it's got enough in there that there's a good amount of value, uh, for sure. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm very happy with it. Yeah, it's probably a little bit on the pricey side, but I think, uh, I think people will enjoy it for the most part. Um, there's definitely difficulty in it. That final boss gave me uh, a run for my money. That's for sure. Once you start figuring out the patterns, it's not too bad, but it took me a couple tries for sure. Um, pretty much got, I, haven't, I don't have the platinum because uh, they've patched out the, <laughs> the, the exploit that you mentioned before about uh, not having to do it on the hardest difficulty. So I'm going to have to redo the game on the hardest difficulty. Uh, I did start it up again uh, and did a little bit. I pretty much didn't find enemies that much more difficult on the hardest difficulty. It's like you just have to, you just can't get hit. Pretty much you'll die in like two or three hits compared to like the other difficulties. So it just seems like you die quicker. Um, but obviously I'm not too far in and I did like the first boss and it was okay. So we'll see if I keep doing that. Not too sure. Take a break maybe for that one. But overall, enjoyed it. 
Uh, and then I started up uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, even more, uh, way more cinematics in this one than I think than other games. Uh, I know the other ones have a lot of talking, but this one's like really trying to drum it up a bit. Uh, I know it's trying to introduce new mechanics it's not used to, uh, different types of things. It even has like summons and stuff, Steve. Like, it's, it's weird. <laughs> um, but I'm enjoying it so far. Um, kind of have to turn my brain off a little bit because sometimes it's just really goofy, comp- like not slapstick comedy, but just dumb comedy in some spots. But it's, it's what you expect from a Yakuza. It's like, it's not quite Saints Row of comedy, but it's close. <laughs> so I uh, did a little bit of that. Uh, that's pretty much it, I think, on console that I did. Uh, PC, I was bored the other day, uh, and I finished Resident Evil 2 Hardcore mode for Claire Side A, for those that understand any of that. Um, did it in just over three hours and 37 minutes. So I think I just missed on the S rating, but whatever. I love the game too much. So it's just fun to keep diving into that one randomly. Apart from that, that's pretty much been my gaming week. A little bit of other random stuff here and there, but I played a little bit more Fall Guys this week. One of my buddies picked it up. So it's one of those ones that's easy to just throw on as a time killer. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. How about yourself? Did you wrap up Tales of Arise? I did play a little more Tales of Arise, but I was not able to wrap it up, sadly. Uh, I was a little too overconfident last week, and I really did think I was near the end, only to be slapped in the face with uh, humility and basically told that I have another good chunk to go, really. So it's kind of interesting because I feel like I'm basically where a lot of reviewers said the game ends in terms of like time spent in the game. That's why I guess I was a little more confident that it'd be done uh, this week, but uh, me, I, it seemed, well, I am taking on every side quest. I'm grinding for levels, you know, traditional Steve stuff. So uh, that's probably why, but I'm, I'm happy about that too. Cause I was a little worried about some people saying this game's only, you know, 30 to 40 hour range. I'm like, uh, I like my RPGs a little longer. Like, don't get me wrong. They don't all have to be Persona 5 <laughs> length. Uh, we don't need every game. You know, and that's another thing. Can we just side like, a little caveat? I've had enough of people saying Persona 5 is like 100 plus hours to beat. I don't know what people were doing, but even me, someone who took their time, I, I think it was barely over 70 hours my first playthrough. Maybe Royal because it adds on more content. I, I guess there's an argument you could make there, but... Uh, yeah, I think for yeah. me, I could see it being over that time limit if you wanted to get the platinum. Uh, yes. uh, for the yeah. original game, the Royale, you didn't need to. Uh, but for the original, like, yeah, because you had to play two times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, you can skip everything. I think I did end up having over 100 hours, but that's because I was going for that. Uh, yes. On Royal, though, I don't think I surpassed 100. I don't even yeah. know if I came close. Maybe 70, maybe. I don't even know if I, I hit that. I get that like 70 to 80 hours is still, you know, could scare some people away. But For sure. It's so good that you don't even know. You don't even know that like half a year has gone by and yeah. <laughs> you, you know you don't have any friends anymore. As the times, pro- <laughs> the, the dates progress in the game, it's actually real life too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, sh- shit, he needs a jacket and so do I. Anyway, I'll get back to my point. Still enjoying Tales of Arise. Uh, hopefully... Well, I have a lot of free time coming up next week, so I do I do feel confident now that I'll be done next week. Well, 
you'll have so many great PlayStation Plus games to play this next week. <laughs> oh, God. But before we get there, Chris, because that will be something we talk about. Uh, we both played a game that yeah. uh, you forgot about. Uh, Yoko Taro's RPG game called Voice of Cards. Uh, apparently, it launches soon, and there was a playable demo. We talked about it last week. Chris, you tried it first, which then convinced me to try because I was a little down on it last week. So I'm like, you know what? Let's give it a fair shake. Like, you know, it's not fair to just uh, push a game off a cliff based off some pictures. So I want you to talk about your experience first. Um, It was enjoyable. It's pretty much what I expected for the most part. I don't Mm -hmm. know if uh, the demo stuff is actually going to be in the game because it just seems like it starts at a weird point in the game. Um, It could just be just a section of it, but... Who knows? It's coming out in a month, so it could be actually in the game. Uh, I like the the world map layout and like how you ex- explore. I'm kind of okay with like items and stuff like that being cards. That all seems good. I think there. My main concern is: is this game going to have the depth of the story? I need. Mm. I, I like. I, I'm. I'm fine for me. I, the action based of the cards that I think I can get over that. I just need to know that there's going to be enough content in there that'll be like satisfying which you know based on its creator it should be good and should be interesting so i I think i'm going to be waiting for some of the initial reviews to come out on this one uh it's definitely not going to be day one purchase but i want to see what other people kind of give it as a rating i I want i need to know a little bit more like the actual game because the demo is just a small piece you do one type of dungeon which is kind of cool. That was interesting, like exploring the dungeon and it's got like a teleport mechanic. You can teleport from certain cards to other cards that you've revealed. Um, The NPC stuff, it looks like there's a lot of like dialogue and like backstory to even like minuscule NPCs. Uh, I don't know how that evolves. Hopefully it does because it right now when you first play the game, you can meet an NPC, just a random lady on the side of the street and if you, you get a card that'll like talk about her history, and then it says, for more information, flip it over. And then when you flip it over, it just says, well, this is this is this will be in the full game. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious, is it just going to be more words about her backstory, or is there going to be more side quest-related stuff? I, I don't know. I'm excited. I think there's a lot of potential. Um, I left it relatively satisfied from the demo, so... I just I, I need to know a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. Does that match any of what you are? I know maybe it's not as actiony for you. So yeah, I I don't know. I do feel bad because I do agree with a lot of what you're saying. I think it's special. I the you know the art it's very artsy. I I do appreciate that. It looks good. It oozes with style. I guess would be one thing I would say. Uh, I like the way it tries to use cards and, you know, how traversal is cards and dialogue is card. And, like, again, it's just, it's almost like Persona 5 where you're like, oh, you guys hit the theme. Like, you have the aesthetics down. I get that. I think the combat seems good or adequate. It's just, yeah, for me, I think I'm just that type of player that I'm not going to connect to this. Even in the demo, I didn't finish the demo. I think I got what I needed from it to, enough to understand what I'm dealing with. And I just, like I was telling you, I really want to like this game. I I have all the best wishes for it. I hope it does well. I just, it's not visually stimulating enough for me. And it's probably to do with my ADD. <laughs> so that's where I don't want to like discredit it. I don't want to talk badly about it. I don't want to hurt other people's imaginations and maybe their 
perception of this. Uh, so if you have any inkling to try this, I say do it. Uh, I don't want you to think it's bad. It, I think this is one of those scenarios that I can kind of look at it uh, subjectively and decide that, okay, this is a me problem with the game and not a, you know, not me saying it's a bad game. There was some interesting stuff too, like the randomness of some stuff, because we both encountered yes. the same event, but we had different dice rolls that had different yeah. outcomes. Like I got rewarded with, I think, two different materials because I had it twice, but you got attacked by some creature with one of your rolls. So that uh-huh. that was kind of, but you ended up, I think, getting a resource after you killed the creature. Uh, or, I got or good a XP. Perhaps on a gold and XP. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of got a little bit of like Dungeon and Dragons kind of randomness to it. Uh, just yeah. Hopefully it's consistent. Last week, as if some weird power uh, took over me, I basically was talking about how I missed near replicant. I want to get into it. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, as soon as we finished uh, recording last week, I went online. And it was back on sale. It's part of that uh, big in Japan sale. So I was very happy. I bought it. And uh, after Tales of Arise, guess what I'm playing? (laughs) It's going to be near Replicant. And I'm very excited for that. So, you know, that's about it for my week, Chris, which means that uh, we can speak upon other things. So The Last of Us Day came and went, Chris. And what all big things did we get from this so-called event? Yeah, we got our first pick from the Last of Us TV show. I don't know. It's, you know, perspective <laughs> of their back. So yeah. I'm like, okay, that looks like her, uh, you know, Ellie's clothes. And that looks like Joel's clothes. And that looks like an open field. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's okay. Like, this could be hand drawn or something. I don't even know if it's like a legit picture. But for okay. sure. So I was like, I guess that's something. And then otherwise, all we heard about is how they're not ready to talk about multiplayer. And that they'll show us when they are ready to talk about it. Like, like maybe we should pick a different day for Last of Us Day. <laughs> yeah, a day that we actually have news. So it seemed to be more like some stunt just to sell merch for the, uh, yeah, the, you know, the series or brand. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, you know, it was basically nothing. Uh, the multiplayer, though, doesn't surprise me. I'm not even mad at that. I feel like I'm the only one that keeps telling people, like, stop expecting to see us. Up until like a month ago, and possibly even to this day, they're still hiring for this game. I don't know what people are expecting. Like, they're just going to show us stuff while they're still working and hiring people to develop a story for it. I, like, it's not going to happen. I, I had a couple arguments, even at that uh, PlayStation showcase we had a month back or so. You know, people same there. They're like, oh, I, they're going to show this. And I, you know, I'm like, no, they're not going to show this. I don't know where you get this information from. And uh, yeah, I was right. And even here, I'm like, you're not going to get it. And guess what, Chris? I was right again. Uh, not always right. But yeah, so that came and went. Not really much to talk about. You know, they didn't give us anything to talk about. So uh, hopefully next year, maybe we'll have a side profile picture <laughs> from your, the show. <laughs> mark it on your calendars. <laughs> yep i'm uh gonna set an alarm you know wake me up at three o'clock in the morning for that exciting news uh then we found out that battlefield 2042's open beta dates got revealed so if you're looking forward to this like i am uh you know my return to first person shooter online multiplayer game which <laughs> i have not played in a long time yay a multiplayer game people are actually excited for <laughs> oh i'm excited to see all these frostbite bugs because uh, we know oh. what the frostbite engine does so Battlefield 2042's beta will launch at 12 a.m. PT on October 8th for Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, PS5, and PC, 
and it will run until the same time on October 10th. EA Play members and pre-order customers can gain 48-hour early access beginning on October 6th, with preloading available to all players from October 5th. Uh, and then the official release date for the game is still November 19th, as of now, 2021. Chris, are you going to be playing this beta with me? Uh, yeah, little, maybe. Maybe if you pop, can convince pop, me. Yeah, the, if it's... Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I, I'm not convinced to buy it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I got a question for you. Is preloading a feature of pre-ordering? Like, is this something people... I want to preload a game just to find out the servers go down instantly when the game gets released. <laughs> I just think that's, you know, uh, how the article's written. I don't think they're, yeah. you know, I don't think it's intended to be perceived as like a feature. But I mean, it's such a weird thing to advertise. Is like, that's supposed to be a feature. Like for me, there's so many games that you could get preloaded, but uh, then you the day one, there's always server issues, it seems like. So it's like you still can't mm-hmm. even play the game for how many days until... <laughs> They get their shit shit together. Chris, you're going to like this one. Chaos incoming. Chaos, Chris. Chaos. So from a Twitter post, we find out that in the Tokyo Game Show, we're going to see more Stranger of Paradise Fallen Fantasy Origin. Uh, The Twitter post reads, looks like you've been waiting for us, dot, 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 which is inaccurate. (laughs) Tune into our Tokyo Game Show special broadcast on Saturday, October 2nd, to hear the latest on Stranger of Paradise, hashtag Final Fantasy Origin. The presentation will have full English subtitles. Hooray. Square Enix has slapped a release date on this game, uh, 18th of March, 2022. And we found out a new demo is available on the PlayStation Store. uh, And that will stick around to the 11th of October, 2021. Uh, And joining a Strangers of Paradise, where we found out as well that Forspoken is also set to make an appearance at the Tokyo Game Show Square Enix event. So if you're interested in any of those games, look forward to more videos and uh, more cutscenes with a man screaming chaos than you ever thought you would see. Uh, so I don't know about you, Chris. I, you know, Forspoken, I think I'm more interested yeah. than Strangers of Paradise. Uh, although another video of those horrendous fear-inducing faces uh, I don't know if I can handle any more of that. <laughs> so I might just, you know, go media blackout until this game's released, honestly. I, I can warn you ahead of time. I'm, I'm interested for both of these. Mm-hmm. Um, Forspoken, I'm more interested in, I guess. <laughs> Good English I speak now. But uh, yeah, I think it's, I'm more interested in Forspoken than I am the next Final Fantasy. The Final Fantasy, like, maybe I'll try the demo. I don't know. <laughs> I'm debating in my head as I'm talking. I tried the first one. I didn't love it. Uh, it felt it just felt like a clunky Dark Souls to me. And I'm sure it has its own gameplay mechanics and some fluidity to how you do combat. But as someone who comes off of a Dark Souls, it just I'm not meshing with it. And maybe I'm not understanding it fully. You know, like that can happen in a demo. But it just yeah, it didn't feel like what I would want from the type of game. I'm more excited for Final Fantasy 16. The fact that we're not hearing about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It could be a surprise reveal at the Tokyo Game Show. But uh, please, for the love of God, show me more Final Fantasy 16. That would be nice, too. But they, since they didn't say anything about it, I'm going to suspect we probably won't hear anything. Well, you know what I wish I didn't hear? PlayStation Plus Games of October 2021 announced, Chris. Mortal Kombat 10, uh, yes, you heard that correct. The game 
that is free if you own a PS5 already. That game is uh, going to be your game of the month. We got PGA Tour 2K21 <laughs> and Hell Let Loose will be available to all PlayStation Plus subscribers on October 5th. Another banger of a month, Chris. Uh, I just can't wait to subscribe to PlayStation Plus for another year for these bang-out games. <laughs> Can I be more sarcastic, Chris? Please tell me. Uh, I mean, the Mortal Kombat thing, There's you could, anybody can look online. There's people debating the hell out of it. Like, what's the point of this? This isn't even the special edition. This is literally the base version of the game. So little content in it. Uh, the, people are like, it's an amazing game. But, like, why are they giving us such a restricted game? Um... PGA Tour, I mean, you you got the audience for those. <laughs> hey, man, you played Farming Simulator. You're not allowed to make fun of PGA Tour. <laughs> Wait, till, eventually I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. I'll watch him go for his swing, and there's just going to be this farming tractor in the background. <laughs> that's and me I'm like, there, that's too. That's Chris, yeah. <laughs> Chris judging all these golf fans. <laughs> uh, and then Hell Let Loose. I don't know what to say about that one. Like I'm I'm looking at screenshots of it right now. Visually it looks pretty incredible. Um it's got a very positive score right now. So I mean maybe it's good maybe it's going to be good, but it's I mean it's it's one of those ones that I don't think was like maybe advertised well. I I don't know. I I, I know very little about it. Uh the publisher's Team 17, which obviously I like them, but that this game's definitely a stretch for Team 17. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It could be. All I can say is visually, it looks pretty darn good. Yeah, you know, I, again for me, it's definitely a bias. I think I say this every time we come across another World War II shooter. I just don't want another World War II shooter. So yeah. I'm kind of already checked out as soon as I see the trailer of that one. I think I'd be able to convince you to at least try this one. I, I think we might be able to. I think I could convince you maybe to try it. Maybe to try it. I'm willing to try this one. Just based on the visuals alone. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty. It's no, it's no ride for, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Spider-Man is going dark, Chris. Marvel Spider-Man 2 has been linked to Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. In a new interview that reveals the sequel will be darker than the original PlayStation 4 title. Speaking on the This Week in Marvel podcast, Creative Vice President Bill Roseman touched on how the web-slinging sequel compares to the first title. This is in quotes. If the first Spider-Man game was Star Wars, Spider-Man 2 is kind of our empire. It gets a little darker. There's more you can look on for yourself, but there's not really much more to take from this. That's about all he kind of touched on. So uh, it kind of makes sense. Again, nobody wants to talk about Craven the Hunter still in every single thing that I look up, nobody's talking about Craven. It's a little annoying because I think he actually could be the most interesting thing about this game. I think he's such an underutilized character in the Spider-Man universe. And I, for one, am very excited to see him. And I think he's going to bring... Uh, he. I mean, I've seen interpretations of his character where he can be endearing, but also kind of shitty at the same time. And I'm very interested in how they're going to use him on top of Venom. And again, the connections, I don't want to go into spoiler alerts about Venom because if you haven't played the previous games, there's some there's reasons why I think Venom could be more interesting than ever, in my opinion. But um, no, I agree with you. I think Venom, I mean, any game with Venom is probably going to naturally be darker. 
I just think in where I think his origins are is yeah. I think what's going to really touch, uh, you know, Peter's character. And yeah. And, and if Craven exploits that connection too, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm very excited. If you were to predict, like, you know, more Spider-Man lore than I do. And I know a decent amount. I, I, uh, my prediction would be that you will actually team up with Venom to take him down, and then at some point it'll get turned around, and then you'll be against each other because it's it's got to end up probably with you against Venom at some point. But or would it be the other way around that you start off against him and then I don't. I'm almost, that's just my theory. Yeah, I yeah I kind of agree with you. I feel like it, it's might. Well, I don't know though because you have Miles Morales with you, so it's just another team. I wonder maybe if, not. Yeah. Uh, or does Craven team up and sh- like his Venom's just too powerful? Like, I don't know. There, you know, we could speculate all day, but yeah. either way, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this game and yeah. I cannot wait for 2023. But what I need to know right now and not in 2023, Chris, is do you want a multiplayer Horizon game? Uh, I'm always down for a co op of anything, but in this regards, no. <laughs> okay so we found out uh, thanks to vgc that uh doing their little investigative journalism that it looks like gorilla games is hiring uh for some more positions but those positions seem to be to fill multiplayer roles uh people that are comfortable and experienced in creating multiplayer games and what does that leave us to believe it leads us to believe that we're getting a multiplayer horizon game and it seems like it's arising from the fact that Guerrilla Games would have liked to give us co-op play in the Horizon games, but it just doesn't seem like it. Well, I mean, that. let's face it, her, uh, Forbidden West has had quite a few delays. F- rumors are that that game was supposed to be a PS4 game. So it stands to reason why they couldn't include cooperative play when they're already having stuff, such issues. So, yeah, looks like they just want to take that aspect and turn it into a multiplayer game. You know, some of the roles that they're looking to hire are talking about, you know, multiplayer stories. So now I'm wondering, are we going to get a faction? You know how The Last of Us Factions mode looks like it's trying to become its own online, you know, st- I always compare it to, it's not a fair comparison, but to um, Division. The Last of Us wants to make their own Division where it's like there's a story aspect, but but it's always online. And now I feel like that's what Horizon wants is their Division. So you know, anytime I hear about online story elements, I'm like, yeah, I'm a little concerned. Uh, as I say all the time, I'm done done with games of a service. I, I want no more. Please stop doing this. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know who this audience is. Maybe they're out there. Maybe I'm wrong. Chris, do you, you kind of already said you don't want this. But after I've said all that, have I changed your mind? Specifically for Horizon? No. Like, let's be honest. Horizon never interested me in the first place. I played the first one merely because I think a buddy had bought it and I just borrowed it from them and played it. It was a game where it's like I was interested, but not uh, like not enough in the concept to even want to try it that much. And then the second one got is now announced and it's coming out soon. And my interest level is at the same even after playing the first one. I'm like, me. So them talking about multiplayer... This game doesn't like, I don't know, some places they just think every game needs multiplayer and and some other times it's like multiplayer is the only thing we want, like EA is kind of leaning towards. Um, For me, this game does not need multiplayer. It's, I think a lot of people really love the game just as it is the first one anyway. 
and I don't think there's too many people at the end of that saying, this would be fun with multiplayer. PvP. I need PvP. <laughs> Any game with co-op, I, like if you can make it work, make it work. I think everybody loves a good co-op game, but uh, multiplayer, mm, PvP, mm, not for me in this one. Mm -hmm. yeah, I kind of agree with everything you're saying. Uh, but then again, I think I was even more down on Horizon than you, the, at least the first one. I do have some hope that Forbidden West adds the features that I think it desperately needed. Uh, so clearly there's room for growth. There's, you know, a chance that I get back into there and really enjoy what they do. It's just, you know, we're going to, I don't want to talk about it too much, but if they don't fix that AI, that human AI, <laughs> like there's no hope for that game. Okay, Chris. So we found out Sony's biggest UK studio fire sprite has just made an acquisition of its own. Uh, we got this one from push square and it looks like fire sprite, a uh, liver based studio. That's already bigger than Sony's other UK teams combined. Uh, is going to get even bigger. This week, they purchased Fabric Games, a small Manchester team, and it will be merged to the larger studio with a total head count up to 265. Uh, it seems though the acquisition was on the cards as part of Sony's plan to pick up Fire Sprite, which makes sense. I don't even honestly know what to think. We haven't really got, you know, Sony just recently acquired yeah. Fire Sprite, so the fact that now <laughs> they're going out and acquiring more, <laughs> yeah. you know, clearly shows the ambition towards future projects that they have. Yep, yep. Uh, clearly they have a, a level that they want to meet in terms of quality. And uh, I think this shows that. Yeah. When your acquisitions are acquiring acquisitions, you know, it's <laughs> gotta be good. That means you have faith in them for a reason. So watch Microsoft's going to make Bethesda buy people now. <laughs> <laughs> Excited to see what comes out of that studio. Very much so. And if Star Citizen's ever going to become an exclusive for us, then. No. Okay, so we finished all the quick fire stuff. Let us get into the, the news. news. So we got the four news articles. We're going to start with number one because, you know, that's what God wanted. Number one, streaming Sony. This one comes from VGC. Chris has a, an issue with my God statement. <laughs> <laughs> Sony may be planning to add PlayStation 5 games to PlayStation Now based on a new patent filed by the company. The patent shows how Sony plans to group multiple high-speed NVMe SSDs together and store the same information on them for the purpose of providing data at high speeds to a client's device. The description specifically uses games as an example and explains how information can be sent to the user from multiple different SSDs to ensure stable performance if an SSD is overloaded or dies. If Sony is planning a streaming network infrastructure that uses SSDs with similar speeds to that found in the PlayStation 5, then this opens up the possibility that PlayStation 5 games could be added to its PlayStation Now streaming service, which currently only offers games from past Sony consoles. Uh, there's more to that article if you guys are interested. Again, it's at VGC. I just kind of summed it up nicely because, you know, it gets into the minutia of a lot of technical savvy, you know, fun stuff that I don't want to get into. But what I do want to get into, Chris, is do you want PS5 games streaming? Because we've <laughs> seen how some of those PS3 games stream. I mean, from a technical aspect, it's amazing if they can do that. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, the only not downside, or I don't know what to call it, but we have PlayStation fives. So it's like, yeah, this is not a service that we're going to need or want. Uh, 
and pretty much every game on PS5 that is out there, we own because there's very mm-hmm. little. <laughs> so it's like, um, I don't know. I guess this could be interesting for people who are still on the PS4, which is a lot of people. Uh, and maybe they want to try a PlayStation 5 game. Um, that would be cool if that is what they intend to do with this. Um, it seems like they are. But um, yeah, for me personally, this is just not something that is interesting. I still, we still need to get in the nitty gritty on what they're going to do with Netflix and other services that they're in talks with. Because um, this sort of seems like something that could be potentially paired up with the Netflix service. Um, but I don't know, it, would Sony be the one that files that patent? Or would it be a joint patent with Netflix? Or I, who knows how that works? But uh, for me, this is a, not a service that I need because I don't even use PlayStation Now anyway. Um, I think you've tried PlayStation Now in the past, right? When mm-hmm. probably when it first came out, or was I it think it's because I wanted to play the first Nino Cooney, and that was the only way I could. Yeah, because uh, I didn't have a functioning PS3 at the time. Right. So, does this interest you at all, or is so, this just another thing to pass by? Before I get into like my interest, I do want to see if I can sell you on this service. Okay. So, Chris, you're tired. You don't feel like being on the couch anymore. You feel like retiring to your bedroom. Now, imagine if you could have your PS4 in your bedroom that's connected to your TV. Now play the same games that you have on your PS5, and you can play them in your bedroom before bed as well. Could that possibly sway you, huh? Huh? Uh, now you don't need two PS5s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, if my living room was a couple houses over. Even in my own house, me, me and my wife share the main TV, so I typically don't play games when she's back from work. Uh, but I have a PS4 in the office that I'm currently recording in. So, you know, at times, if I, we can't find a reason to share the television, can I retire into here and yeah. boot me up a PS5 game? I mean, it's more interesting. It's a possibility. There's also, like, the option, too, I guess you could try to sell me, which I'll sell myself, is you could <laughs> do the PlayStation 5 games on your PC. With the PlayStation Now service. Yeah, and that's part of this as well. They're talking about that. So not just being, you know it, it definitely opens you up more mobily, I guess. For I don't know if that's the right word, because you you're probably still not gonna be playing it on your phone or something on the on the bus, but I mean it definitely opens you up to having more flexibility, I guess is the, the I would right love word. to see someone just like watch it on their phone and then right away it's like the 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 service providers like and you've reached your max data. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I could see this being okay. Like, it doesn't interest me in the ways that I spoke about it before. Yes, it adds, you know, some options possibly in the household. So I don't mind that. I'm, you know, I'm hesitant because like you said, I have tried PlayStation Now service and at the time it was okay. But then, you know, it does seem to vary game to game and, you know, style of game too. Like, I still would say you don't want to play a first person shooter on it. Do you want to pay for that, though? That's the thing is, like, if this is part of the PlayStation Now subscription, what yeah. I want, would you want to pay to play your PlayStation 5 games in your bedroom type of thing? See, if you're selling to me, like, do you want to get this just for that? Then no. Yeah. But if you're telling me, like, I can get some games for free or, like, kind of. Right. And I have these features. And if they ever, you know, add Crunchyroll, like we've talked about, if they add Netflix or if they add this service to PlayStation Plus already, you know, if they ever do like an ultimate bundle like Xbox, then yeah, like maybe in that aspect, I would. And maybe that's all this is. Maybe this is just, you know, sweetening the deal 
to get people when if if or when they do that ultimate service that we hope to God that they'll do. So many patents filed lately over the past year and a bit. And mm-hmm. I don't know if we've seen too many of them come to uh, come to life yet. So, and like, and again, this is also probably a direct response to Xbox. I kind of cut that out of the article. Yeah, but that's what Xbox is trying to do, right? Obviously, uh, yeah. Give people the ability to play Xbox Series X and S on their Xbox Ones. Yeah. Uh, and if they can do it successfully, then I want to hope PlayStation can. But, you know, then again, like I said, we brought up PlayStation Now that we've had previous experience with, and it, that's not the case. So I guess we're just going to have to wait, uh, agree to disagree with Sony and be like, yo, like, you know, come back to me when you have a little bit more to show. Uh, but yeah, it's just a pattern for now. It's just fun to talk about a little bit of speculation. Yep. So we move on to number two. Chris, Twisted Metal gets a green light from Sony. This one comes from VGC. PlayStation has handed its Twisted Metal series revival to Destruction All-Stars developer Lucid Games, sources have told VGC. According to the sources, the new combat installment, which by release will be the series' first in over a decade, has started early development in the Liverpool UK-based studio. One person with knowledge of Lucid's plan suggesting suggested that the revival would be built around a free-to-play model, partly in response to Destruction All-Stars' last-minute transition from a premium game to a PlayStation Plus title. The release is planned to coincide with an upcoming TV series in 2023, we were told. We talked about this a little bit last week. Now it is reality. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was just merely speculation, but yep, we not only know that it, you know, more likely than not actually happening, but that we even have a developer a uh, little like me and you kind of talked about this before the recording, but uh, we can re- reiterate concerns with the all-stars developer <laughs> lucid games. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's a horrible game or anything like that. You know, it's free to play. It's a multiplayer game. You know, it's going to have, it's going to speak to a certain audience. Uh, but do you think they have the ability to turn around and give us a great arcade slash arena shooter card game? I think they, I think they can do it. Yeah, oh, yeah? I, I think so. I, I mean, I only watched a couple people play the game. I turned it on briefly, but it was just not. I, it was something I'd want to play with friends, but nobody else wanted to play it, so it was just yeah for me. But I, I think, I think they can do it. Like quality wise, there's definitely quality I saw in there. Um, it just wasn't the type of game that grabbed people's attentions. So I guess my other fear is that I hate. You know, they keep talking about how they want this to come out in time with the show itself. Please don't make this one. You know, like how we had the Spider-Man movie and then the Spider-Man, the movie, the game. Yeah, that's my fear is they're going to make a game based on the show. And it's just it's never going to hold up. You know, I I feel like you want to keep a divide, like stop doing these kind of things. I'm not saying they're going to do that. My other kind of, you know, brain fart here was that I'm like, okay. Are they going to make it more in line with the style of Destruction All-Stars? We've never seen a cel-shaded Twisted Metal or, you know, a cartoon. I don't know what you want to call that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fortnite slash, you know, Apex Legends. Like, it's all kind of not fully, like, cartoony, like we're talking Looney Tunes, but it's not God of War, right? So, or even the traditional Twisted Metal style. So, I'm like, are they going to try to look into that avenue? Maybe it speaks to more audience members just based on like the you can make well i don't know would you want a g-rated twisted metal game no it's got to be on the near like mortal combat level of mm-hmm. of game but in a driving sense <laughs> so yeah. 
Um, but we go into part two of this article. We weren't the only ones kind of uh, surprised by this. Uh, we have a response from David Jaffe, the previous director from the previous versions of the game. Series creator, we could go. Creator? Responding to the news on his YouTube channel. Don't see the video embedded below. <laughs> Jaffe, who worked on nearly every Twisted Metal game and created God of War during his time at Sony, but is now an active YouTuber, said he hadn't heard anything about the reported revival and expressed frustration that PlayStation had not reached out to him. In quotes, let's be clear. Sony owes me nothing. Our relationship ended somewhere in late 2018, he said. But I will say that emotionally, it feels shitty if any of this is true to not be contacted at all. Jaffe claimed he could damage PlayStation should he decide to share confidential information in his possession, but insisted that he would not. I know things. I know where the bodies are buried. Hell, I know who pulled the trigger before they buried the bleeping bodies. I added the bleep. He didn't actually say bleep. I'm not saying I'm going to give shit away that's going to hurt people because I don't want to be a dick, but you should have called. You should have called. He added, Twisted Metal was near and dear to my heart. I made two franchises for you guys. I've never said anything on my stream that has been anything other than honest and accurate. There are things that I haven't said. I could literally play you guys. Coming off a little aggressive. Uh, there's there's definitely little- more to this as well. Just you really want to see like he goes further and further into uh, just how unpleased he was with Sony's decision here. Um, I get it. Honestly, I do. I, I guess my heart bleeds a little bit for David Jaffe here, but at the same time, I never like it when people are like, I could, I could end you. I'm not going to, but I could end you. You know, it's just like, well, why even say in the first place if you're not going to say anything at all? Yeah. Not that I'm, you know, trying to say that he should have, but are you trying to threaten Sony to make you more involved. Uh-oh. Yeah. This doesn't bring you closer into daddy's arms you know yeah uh, no daddy no daddy no embrace when you uh swear at him so you know i do feel bad for him i wish he would have been involved in some way though he kind of does mention that they he seems to have some involvement with the tv show which might be better anyway you know have that be a little closely tied with the original concept uh hopefully anyway you, you know you never know how these shows are going to go uh they like to take some liberties i would say but yeah, I guess I feel for him. I don't know about you, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it, it, something you like birthed pretty much, right? So it's like you have definitely some feelings towards other people taking it over and yeah, I mean, just hoping that they treat it right, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But uh, I can understand his anger, but I think it goes a little far and just I, I'm not happy when anybody does that whole thing where it's like, I could wreck you. Uh, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I could. I know things about you, Steve. I know things that you that you do. People would just murder you if I told them about your secrets. But I'm not going to do that. Can you send me twenty dollars. <laughs> Can you send me twenty dollars. Send me twenty dollars. <laughs> Number three, God of War's delay might not be on the developers at all. This one comes from VGC as well. The actor who played Kratos in the 2018 God of War says he's responsible for the delay of its sequel, God of War Ragnarok. Christopher Judge tweeted today that the reason Ragnarok was delayed from a 2021 release to next year is because he was injured and unable to play the role of Kratos again. Uh, This is in quotes, I need to be forthcoming. This has been approved by no one. 
Judge said, boy, that's what he said. He said, boy, this has been approved by no one. To the beloved fandom, Ragnarok was delayed because of me. August 2019, I couldn't walk. Had to have back surgery, both hips replaced, and a knee surgery. They waited for me to rehab. No threats, no who do you think you are, nothing but love and support. And Sony Santa Monica has never said a word about the delay and what caused it. Studios are assholes, but this company from top to bottom should give us hope. What they did for the crew is way more than I can talk about, but I've said to all involved, it's the classiest thing I've ever heard about in this business. Everyone involved in the God of War franchise puts their hearts and souls in every frame you see. I want to thank everyone that has allowed me to play and laugh and cry. I want to thank everyone that has allowed me to play and laugh and love and cry without judgment but with unconditional support and love in this thing of all of ours. So, Chris, we found out that God of War wasn't delayed because of the developers at all, like everyone speculated, even though yeah, I got to give credit to Corey Barlog. He actually came out ahead of this when they did announce the delay, and he said, I take full responsibility. Even though he's not even directing this game, it's kind of interesting, but he just said, if you're going to send any of the hate, any of the blah, 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 just send it towards me, not my team. My team's amazing. And... They rightfully are, you know, they created one of the greatest games of all time. Actually, God of War uh, 2018 won IGN's like recent poll for like, what's the best game of all time? Uh, so shout out to that. Uh, you know, clearly this game spoken to a lot of people. So he took, he said, you know, give me the criticism, uh, which just kind of seconds everything that uh, Chris, Christopher Judge is saying here. Like clearly... They care. Clearly, they support him. They have his back. Uh, they didn't even talk about this at all. He's coming out and, you know, I guess jumping in front of the bullets that were headed towards the team. All in all, I, you know, I don't care. I expect this game to get delayed. We got too many other things that still need to come out before it. So timing-wise, I think this works out fine anyway. And I, I can wait for this game. I'm still excited for it. It, this kind of makes me more excited though i'm like you know it's really nice that you stood by this man when he had all these issues i mean i guess you'd have to be a real soulless dick to be like oh you need all that stuff well fuck you <laughs> new person yeah I, i'm a pretty big fan christopher judge really liked him on stargate sg1 um and a couple other things he's shown up on um i'm hoping he's doing much better <laughs> because both hips replaced knee surgery back surgery that sounds awful um, and I think the, one of the big reasons this might have affected him a little bit more too is he obviously does the the voice for the character. But if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure I've seen uh, him in green suits and does some of the mocap for the character as well. Yes. So that's probably why this would have pushed that a little bit. Uh, I imagine they have a lot of footage probably from the first game that they could use for lots of parts of the game. Um, but they probably obviously they they need more for some different scenes and whatnot, so they can't reuse all the previous stuff that they've done so uh regardless this this is whatever um hopefully he gets better i'm i don't think too many people are upset by a delay uh i'm more upset that this is the end of this kind of series which we've talked about in the past uh i say series but this story arc i guess is probably better to say um whatever i take the time make it right uh, i know when god of war came out it was done well i don't remember people like having issues with the game like functionally, mm-hmm. I think the game was good when in a time where we games come out now and they're broken and there's issues and bugs. Uh, it's nice to have a solid game come out uh, that just works, right? So mm. 
Uh, hopefully they'll knock it out of the park with the sequel. I think a lot of people are looking forward to this one. I, I, I'm curious if it'll like be on the level as the first one, like quality wise. Like if people are, I think quality wise, it will. I just don't think it will have that magic moment of feeling yeah. like something completely fresh and new. Right. Is it going to be better than the first one? Probably not. In terms of gameplay, I feel like game sequels have that ability where movie sequels almost always are worse. Yeah. Uh, games, you know, again, technical standpoint can be better. I think it will be better. I just, yeah, not having that surprise factor, that wow factor of just different mythology you know different locations we have a different looking character altogether. uh oh man he's got a son now like there's just so many different things that we weren't expecting that you know the boat stuff uh I, there's just so much that we're not it's not going to be our first time experiencing so i don't think it's going to have that oomph you know that je ne sais quoi that you were talking about uh it's just like first impressions right like you, yeah. you only get one so in that sense, I think it's going to lose points, but I just, it's not impossible, but I have a hard time believing this still isn't like a nine out of 10 yeah, or for me, I what I would it. call a four out of five. The The only thing that could really hurt this is the story. I, I feel like yes, because it's there, getting, there could be some rushing. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little worried about that as well. I'm a little scared of like them trying to wrap things up in a nice clean bow. I don't know. Are they going to try to like maybe make the kid the next thing? Like, what happens if you get through the end of the game and he dies? Would that be like a uh, a, a jewel moment? Or he dies right at the beginning. <laughs> and then it's Abby with a golf club. She starts beating the shit out Where'd of him. Like, from? Why is she like, so powerful? Kratos is like, who brought, who invited She-Hulk? <laughs> it's like, this isn't a Marvel movie. <laughs> oh, Chris, we'll have to wait to see if God of War gets any further delays. But if it doesn't, we can look forward to that in 2022. But we must move on to the last news article of the day. One that I'm very excited to talk about with you. Konami lives. This one comes from Push Square. Konami is reportedly planning to revive its Metal Gear Solid, Silent Hill, and Castlevania franchises as it maps a return to the premium game space following an internal restructure uh, at the start of this year. That's according to sources speaking to VGC who claim that the company wants to focus on its biggest brands after exploring the pachinko business for the past decade. Plans for the series revivals are set to be officially announced next year at various industry events, with the first to release being a new Castlevania game. Sources tell VGC this new title will be a reimagining of the franchise and is in development at Konami Japan with local external teams lending support. On to Metal Gear Solid and the website in question reports that a full remake of Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater is currently in the works, developed by Virtuous. Prior to the remake's launch, remasters of the original titles will also be released. The report doesn't disclose exactly which entries are receiving remasters, but we have to assume Metal Gear Solid number one, number two, Sons of Liberty, uh, and uh, sorry, I guess Metal Gear 2, I shouldn't have paused. Sons of Liberty, and Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of Patriots, will be included. Sony's newly acquired studio, Blue Point Games, is apparently not involved with any of these projects, which was previously assumed. Finally, VGC reiterates its earlier claims that multiple Silent Hill games are currently in development at various external development studios. One of these projects has reportedly been handed to a big Japanese developer. 
So the report claims that we have the following to look forward to over the coming years. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater Remake, remasters of the original Metal Gear Solid games, a new Castlevania game that reimagines the series, and multiple new Silent Hill games. Steve, what are you most excited for? Because there is a good amount that I'm interested in, although deep down I feel like it shouldn't be Konami working on it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, there is a lot here. Um, I'm very excited. I don't, I, I think we were talking about this before, but Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, I'm indifferent to. I think it was an okay game. I remember it somewhat well, but I also, you know, was getting a little tired of having to eat snakes um, just to stay alive and some of the game mechanics, it's whatever. It's gimmick. Or snake yeah. eater. Yeah, there's so many things to unpack here. You know, we can talk about Virtuous first. I, You know, looking up their background, it looks like all they've ever done is co-develop games and, uh, you know, help in the background. For, you know, it even says in the Wikipedia, Virtuous mainly develops games and 3D art for consoles, PC, and mobile, working as a support and outsourcing studio for other companies. Uh, when you look down the list, I mean, they have a lot of stuff they've helped develop, but from what I can tell, they've never done anything on their own. So then that kind of leads me back to your comment on, can we trust Konami? Uh, if they're doing it themselves, if they're not outsourcing it properly, like we were hoping, you know, there's all the rumors for a while that people thought, you know, Silent Hills could still happen. Maybe PlayStation would help bring together Konami and Kojima. Clearly that's not going to happen. Um there was talks that maybe they're going to let Sony have, well, there's rumors that Blue Point would then be a part of that. That didn't happen. <laughs> so I don't know what to say. I, I think I'm with you. I'm concerned. What's going to happen here? Uh, do I have faith in Konami when we've seen, you know, what was it? Metal Gear Solid Survive? That's the last game we got from Konami, Chris. I mean, they're hitting all the buzzwords kind of. Like yes. Metal Gear Solid Metal Gear Solid remakes, remasters, reimagines of Castlevania, Silent Hill. Like, like you're hitting so many things that's like everybody wants. Everybody wants that. But it's like, are they gonna do it right? Uh no, they're not. I I, I mean, if they license it out, like I said, I think that would be the better option. Can they do it in-house? I am highly skeptical. But I'll keep an eye out for it. Yeah, I agree. Like I really like the Castlevania Lords of Shadow. I believe that's what it was called. Uh, I actually really liked it. It kind of felt like a cool... I love the lore of it, but it felt like a different take on God of War. Uh, static cameras and almost Devil May Cry meets God of War. Like traditional God of War, not 2018's, Chris, I feel like. I saw that, an yeah, eyebrow come up and I'm like, nope. Then they came out Lords of Shadow 2 and that was horrible. That was... A disgrace. Uh, it ruined that series for me. And then it died like all things Konami touches do eventually. Um, so, I, you know, I look forward to see what that could be. Also, are they, or they could just go straight old school with it and give us the 2D uh, Metro or Castlevania, you know, uh, Metroidvania. I forget what people use, which term. I look forward to the Silent Hill, but... Again, I think it always comes back to that you mess with my head, Chris. Everything comes back to like, but do I have faith? Like, do I want to see Silent Hill? Yes. Do I want to see Metal Gear Solid? Yes, but I don't think they'd have the balls to make a new one without Kojima. So then that means we're just going to see remasters or remakes 
okay. That might be okay, but you know, uh, that could get complicated as well. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, it's, I want to see all three of these games, but in some way, just knowing that it's just Konami and they're going to play keep away with the ball. That concerns me a lot. Yeah. I mean, they've got money. They got pachinko money. So if mm-hmm. they really wanted to invest in this stuff, they can. It's just, are they going to? And I don't think they are. Yeah. That's why I'm almost kind of surprised they aren't just licensing it out, to be honest. Just pass on it, license it out to some other company to do. But I know I keep saying that, but it's just... Ugh, my faith has dropped in them significantly over past dealings that have happened. Yeah, I would second that. Okay, surprise! We have a fifth article because I do not know how to count, and I also don't know how to write up our articles properly uh, before we start the show. So... Uh, With a little trick of editing itself, we found out this week that Sony has finally announced what we already knew, what we've already (laughs) talked about months ago, that I expected to show up in the Sony uh, showcase we had recently. Uh, But yes, Sony has acquired Bluepoint Games, uh, my favorite Sony studio lately. Uh, I feel like they've just brought, you know, I guess they haven't brought everything, but Shadow of Colossus was amazing. Demon's Souls was amazing. And I couldn't wait to see what their next remake was going to be. I still feel like there's a remake there, but I could be wrong. But anyway, Sony did acquire them uh, and no one could be more thrilled than I. So anyway, the article from Push Square reads, Blue Point is now officially part of Sony Studios. The team is well known for its top notch remasters and remakes of popular Sony properties. Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection, Shadow of the Colossus and the most recently Demon's Souls have all been well received. And it seems Sony wants to keep the talented studio around. Sony has made the announcement via PlayStation blog where Bluepoint's uh, president, Marco Thrush, explained a bit about the studio's heritage. Austin, Texas has been a home base for Bluepoint from where we first founded the studio back in 2006. And we're now a team of close to 70 super talented creatives and growing, Thrush says. PlayStation has such an iconic gaming catalog. And for us, there's been nothing better to bring some of gaming's masterpieces to new players. Becoming a part of PlayStation Studio empowers our team to raise the quality bar even further and create even more impactful experiences for the PlayStation community. Very good to hear that. And then we got some more news on top of that. And we finally found out uh, a while back, Sony was kind of talking about all their game sales they had recently, but they notably forgot about Demon's Souls, which upset me because it's my favorite PlayStation 5 game I think I've played so far. I agree. Uh, and they came out and said it has sold more than 1.4 million copies to date, which is actually impressive. Doesn't sound like a lot, but considering this is a niche market, considering it's an old game that a lot of people don't have familiarity of, uh, you find out as on top of everything else, it's only playable on the PS5. 1.4 ain't bad. No, that's great. Uh, it's actually higher than some of their other games that was uh, multi, like you know, multi-platform games. So I'm happy about that. Uh, it just speaks to the quality of games that uh, Blue Point brings to us. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we knew this was in the tea leaves already because yeah. if people re- uh, remember back to uh, when they, Sony acquired House Marquee, there was an accidental release of, hey, we also got Blue Point as well. <laughs> so we knew this was coming, but then they kind of backtracked on it. So uh, this is a great acquisition, in my opinion. Uh, it just feels right. <laughs> We also found out, because there's just not enough information here, that the developer's next title won't be a remake for the first time. 
Uh, mm. Like it has come to be known for. In fact, Blue Point Games is now developing a brand new original title. Talking during a new interview with IGN, President Marco Thrush said, Our next project, we're working on original content right now. We can't talk about what that is, but that's the next step in the evolution for us. So this one's a little interesting, Chris, because I know in previous interviews, uh, Blue Point has talked about how they're comfortable making remakes. They're happy making remakes. They don't mind doing it. They're not forced into it. Uh, and now that Sony's acquired them, I wonder if this is more Sony trying to push them out of their comfort zone. It could be because like maybe maybe Sony's going, hey, now you're part of the Sony network. You have mm-hmm. other companies that can assist you if you guys need this extra know-how and knowledge to get a game out the door. So that could be just that'd be great if it's if the backbone of Sony is able to help in that regards. But that's yeah. just a theory. So yeah, the, I mean, there's only speculation there, but uh, I am definitely excited to see what they come up with. Like I said, I've enjoyed many of their games. I think they are very talented. I think honestly, I'd rank them right under Insomniac right now for in terms yeah. of importance for Sony. Yeah, it's also possible too that uh, the acquisition of Bluepoint is because of this new original content. It's possible that maybe Sony got to see what they're working on, and they're like, "Well, oh, this is a bit of an incentive to purchase them." Who knows? It could be. I think. I mean, we we know Sony's got a history of acquiring studios that have worked with them for a while now. Yeah. So I think it probably was going to happen regardless, but maybe the cherry on the top of the cake was a pitch for this game that you're like, we're talking about right now. Uh, so you, you could be somewhere in the ballpark there. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, we don't know much more than that. I'm just excited to see this get announced. Finally, the timing's odd. Like again, that picture leaked months ago. We kind of knew this was going to happen. Why they've waited. Maybe it's because they didn't want to talk that even release information that they're working on an original title. All I know is there's hope in the future for PlayStation. As always, we're excited to see more, uh, but we're running short on time here. So we got to move on. And that means it's time for homework. What is homework? Homework is when we don't have enough time in the show to get through everything that happened this week. So we just give you the article headlines where you can find those headlines. And then you can go educate yourselves if the spirit moves you. So we start with Dungeon Encounters puts the square in Square Enix with grid-based RPG. This one comes from Push Square. Bloober Team announces new layers of fear game in teaser trailer. That one is also from Push Square. The Game Awards return on the 9th of December with a live in-person ceremony. That one's Push Square as well. Jim Ryan to discuss PlayStation's past and gaming's future in a future fireside chat. That one's Push Square. Genshin Impact is getting review bombed over its anniversary event. That one comes from The Gamer. Bandai Namco has revealed a new company logo. That one comes from VGC. And yes, it does look like they ripped off the Twitch logo. Grand Theft Auto Remastered Trilogy has been raided in Korea, so that one looks to have a little more evidence of being true. That one's from VGC, and that is all the homework. That is it for the show. Thank you so much for joining us this week. It means a lot to us. Your time is your most valuable currency. I say it every week, and the fact that you spend any of that on us means everything. So until next week, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next Monday. Goodbye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.